Welcome to Sports Therapy episode 19. Today we discuss the fact that the Brown season unfortunately has finally come to an end. If you're a regular listener, you know KTO said after their first playoff win, he really didn't care what happened next. And between me and y'all, that was complete cap. We eventually get into how we think the Browns and Bengals should handle the offseason. We talk a little bit about college football revamped and one of us is considering doing gaming content in the near future while the other may have something a little bit different in mind. Finally, there's some really important news toward the end of the episode. So if you are a dedicated viewer or listener of the show, be sure to stay tuned to the end for that. As always, if you listen on any of the podcasting apps, please leave us a rating. If you're watching on YouTube, a thumbs up is always appreciated. And as always, we have the timestamps in the description if you're looking for a specific thing. Anyways, that's enough of the intro. It's time to jump in to episode 19. All right, man. Um, are you good? This is better. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Right. So, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Depends how you ask. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, tough loss. You know? Y'all played, yeah. it, y'all played a damn good game, bro. I thought for a second there. I really thought y'all was about to take it. Like, you know, everything seemed like it was, it was going in that direction. And, you know, I thought that I was, I was happy with the way y'all played in the first half. I thought y'all played well, even though the score... Might not have necessarily said that. And I knew y'all was going to make a run. But and then when my homes went down, I was like, oh, this is over. I was like, it's over. I'm like, bro, yeah. because the Browns, they, they offense have gone down the field pretty much every time. Right? Um, and maybe something happened before this. I'm sure your memory will be a lot more crisp. But uh, the, the Rashad Higgins play, bro, like that was, that was the one for me where I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. That is the way that they would end up losing this damn game. You know, it would be, you know, on a two-yard line or a one-yard line or whatever. Fumbles in the end zone, touchback. And Chad, Henny thing is possible. Henny making I don't even want to hear it. He made like three (laughs) amazing plays. And you might not be able to do it right now, but I got to give him credit because on the third and 16, that run was – like that was one of the most the ballsiest runs I've seen, and then the fourth and inches play, like like he thought he was Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? Like I knew they wasn't snapping that. Like I was like, there's no way they snapping this. They snap it, roll out, you know, great play, first down, that's game. That's how I saw it. Where you at? Well, my my salty ass would say, you know, my grandpa could have been quarterback and ran for almost a first down in that third and 16 when you drop every defensive back 25 yards. Uh-huh. Like it was, I felt like that play was the epitome of how the defensive season felt for the Browns yeah. where it was just like questionable schemes at best in a situation where it's third and 16 backup quarterback. Let's put some pressure on them. No way. Like just keep everything in front of us. No, I don't even know what they ran, but they ran something to where everyone was so far backed off that slow ass. I keep thinking, I keep saying Chase Daniels, and I know it's not Chase Daniels. Chad Henney, give him I know it's respect. Chad Henney, and I don't, I don't want to remember the name. Chad I don't, Heaney, I don't even Heaney want to remember possible, the name. Baby. I yelled at my TV. That was the, like a lot of anger came out. Yeah. As soon as he ran for that, because it was just like there wasn't a Browns player in the vicinity. It was just so frustrating. I felt like that was the. I feel like that was the cap of the defensive season, like the perfect 
like how the whole year felt defensively. Yeah. It kind of is what held back the team. Like the Browns offense was ready to make a run. Like they had the potential of that. They had the pieces in yeah. place, all that. The defense was holding them back. And I felt like that was the perfect example of that. But honestly, the, the whole game, the first half felt like we should have been out of it. Like I, I know what you, you said that the Browns did decent. They they did okay. The problem was the, the offense, you know, got an okay first drive. They kicked a field goal and then they stalled out. They had a punt and then they had the good drive. And even before Higgins dove for the end zone, as he caught it, I the first thing I thought of was like, they're going to score too quick because there was still a minute 20 on the clock, which is a silly thought, but it's like the, the Chiefs were up 16 to three with there's a minute and a half left. If the Browns score a touchdown there, the Chiefs are still going to go down and score. Okay, that was my Haney? first thought. I'm not. Uh, no, no, no. This is the first half. Was that, was that fumble in the first half? Sorry, I bounced back. I. Yeah, it was the Browns' third drive. There was about a minute and a half left on that pass. He dove for the end zone, fumbled it. The Chiefs went down the field and got a field goal. Okay. Oh, no, I thought that was second half. But all right. To end the half. Okay. Yeah, it was the Browns' last drive of the first half. Got you. Got you. Okay. They, it was like clutch Baker pass. Like he was just tearing them apart. Bro, that he kind of heated up on that drive. Was eight one too. The Hooper. That yeah. see that was in the second half. That was in the fourth quarter, early fourth okay. quarter. Um, yeah, the Browns were against the wall in the second half, and their offense stepped up for a while. And then they had that one chance after that terrible interception by by Henny in the end zone. Worst pass <laughs> I've yeah. seen all year. Like that was just like <laughs> it was an arm punt. I'll give him that. Yeah, it was a punt. Yeah. The, that was the Browns' chance, and they they didn't get it. I felt like the 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 thing is, I still can't look at the game logically. I'm disappointed. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very happy about the season, but I'm really sad that it's over. And so everything negative is coming out right now. Yeah. And just thinking about it, because it's like, I see where the team's at now. And the problem was, I, I don't know, remember what we said in the last podcast, but I knew I was going to convince myself that the Browns were going to win this game at some point in the week, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So by about Friday, Saturday, I had read enough and looked up enough things to have convinced myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, the Chiefs are, you know, Mahomes hasn't played in 21 days. And, you know, they're coming off of like a couple of bad games and the Browns are hot and they're, you know, they're on the road. They've got nothing to lose. And about three drives in, just after every play felt like a 15-yard gash, every time you did the jet sweep to Hardman or or Hill, yeah. or every run was seven, eight yards. And then every yard the Browns had to get what they had to fight for. Yeah. That's when I was like, okay, we'll see. And then and then Mahomes got hurt. And then it felt it felt like the Browns had a chance because of that. Like, I don't think the Browns had a chance if Mahomes oh, no. didn't get hurt. No. So, yeah, it was weird. But the two plays that stick with me, obviously, that I'm going to remember is – the the touchback obviously like the heartbreaking touchback where there was helmet to helmet contact and a lot of people are upset about that but at the end of the day when you turn around falling and dive for the end yeah. zone it's likely you're gonna fumble it's like and and Higgins has an issue with fumbling like that's kind of his thing um his one downside and uh and then the play with the the scramble at the end the thing is even if the if let's just say Henny doesn't get a big gain there he gets five yards. The Browns would have had a minute with no timeouts and had to go 85-ish yards, mm-hmm. 85, 90 yards with no timeouts. And that defense was playing well at that point. It's It would have been great to have the opportunity. I'm not I'm not like acting like the Browns yeah. didn't have a chance. But minute minute in a divisional playoff game on the road, 
your offense has been stalling out. Like it would have been, it would have been tough. They would have, they had to score a touchdown. And I, I think I'm saying all this just because I'm trying to get over the fact of how mad I was when I saw that run like that, him scramble for that many yards on a third and 16. It's so, it's so painful how much to think cap about you was spewing in the last. Oh my God. So much cap. I knew it was cap though. You was like, man, we won this playoff game. Nothing else matters. Everything is great. I don't care what happens in the next round. <laughs> now here we are the day after and you're like, bro, I'm so sad. I'm so pissed off. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? I completely <laughs> get it, bro. Like, you know, take all the time yeah. you need. You feel me? I was out of it for like three weeks when Jim Burrow the- got hurt. So I uh, get it. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think in a, in a week, I think the thing is I woke up today more upset that fo- football season for the Browns was over than anything. Not that they lost because they them losing sucks, but the season now being over and the next game doesn't take place until September hurts the worst. That's right that's around the, the corner worst. though. September it's no time at all. Like it's like no time at all. That's no time at all. That's eight months, bro. Our season ended in 2020. Like a long, like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I know bro, what you're saying. I, I know. I just mean football you, season in general. you got the draft. I just. So you got draft season. That shit lasts which, for like two months. You know, you got the combine. You got all of that. That's fun. Then you got, well, you got free agency. You got the training camp and all the news. Yeah. Come on, man. You'll be, you'll be all right, bro. It hurts, but like. I'll be within fine. Within a week, you'll be good. I'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be good. And you'll realize the thing is, the here, here's the thing. To turn it to a positive. Season, they just had their best season, like. You probably know like how many years, but what a phenomenal year y'all just had. This shit was yeah. really amazing, bro. You know? No, I, I, that's what I was about to say. To turn it to a positive, I was just thinking about it. Like this whole off season is so promising to think about because it's all it is is just now fixing the defense. Mm-hmm. It's really like that's the bottom line. Like, okay, do we hire a new coach? Do we fix the defense? That's what the whole story of the free agency and who and trades and who we're going to bring in, who we're going to get rid of. Mm-hmm. It's really a great situation. And so I'm obviously excited for that. But do you, it, it just, it's like my impatient side of me is just like, just eager to see the next, I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm ready for this next season. Whereas, you know, 2017, 0 and 16, I'm not necessarily can't wait for that next season. You know, it's like, okay, I could take a, a few months off of football <laughs> after losing every game. Yeah. <laughs> But all of a sudden, my team's good, hey, and I'm like, I, I want to keep watching this. This that. is fun. Now, yeah, that's you that's say where the Browns need to address the defense. Exactly in your mind, what do y'all need to do in the offseason? How should y'all attack it? Uh, fire the defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. I, I thought about it this morning. I and I'd been upset about it all year. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt with players being out and stuff. But even when the players would come back in, it's just still felt like, like. T- like Tyreek Hill sometimes was covered by Denzel, but sometimes he'd go across and be covered by like the fourth string corner and he'd be wide open on the crosser route. And then the Browns would play deep zones with getting no pressure. Like it, it felt, the thing is I'm like a little bit talking out of my ass just because it's obviously reactionary, but the whole season, there were so many games like giving up 47 to Baltimore when they only scored three on Buffalo uh, there was other games where the defense just got gashed and it was just kind of, that was the story of the whole season. So fire the defensive coordinator and figure out that let's get, got, get like a proven 
dude in there to kind of run this defense. Because I think the fundamental pieces, like the Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, those guys you can build around. And so there's plenty of cap space. I think they got to bring in uh, – they pretty much got to retool everywhere. Delpit will be back, and he hasn't played Great. yet, so we don't even know. You. Grant Delpit. Um, Greedy Williams will be back. I don't even know about him. So the corners is a weird situation, and so is defense, and so is safeties. They need linebackers because Taki Taki can't tackle anyone. Uh, Mac Wilson can't tackle anyone. They're just like they're a good, solid, like rotational backup linebackers. They're not Damn. good starters, That's in tough. my opinion. And maybe maybe it's because everything else is weak around them, so it really exposes them. But I think but there needs is, to be better, more veteran like, players. What the safeties? Well, the safeties. Yeah. Safeties couldn't. They're slow and they can't cover well. They like they don't have so enough I get speed. Good uh, decent pressure. The thing is, so when Miles was popping off in the beginning, everyone else wasn't. And then Miles gets COVID, and then Vernon steps up for a little bit, but then he gets hurt. Ogan Joby wasn't great this yeah. year. He had a couple of moments, but days. overall, he kind of fell fell yeah. off. And Richardson's one of those guys that has more talent than what actually happens. Like he's one of those guys that, you know, he could be great, but he's not just, it's just not, (laughs) they don't stop the run as well as they should have. Like you saw that the chiefs kind of gashed to the Browns. Um, So everywhere just kind of needs to be retooled. I think there needs to be more depth at positions like, well, I think they they need better players, a linebacker, probably new D tackle, probably a new defensive end. I don't know if Vernon's back. Uh, They probably need a couple new safeties, another corner. That's the biggest focus. The O-line is stacked. Uh, and that was another shitty part about the game was the left tackle went out in the first play. Yeah. <laughs> and then the backup left tackle went out like a drive later. So That's you had tough. a guy who had never played a snap for the Browns play guard last week, and then he played tackle this week. Like, mm. wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, But that's football. I'm not going to complain about injuries. Mahomes got hurt, you know. Yeah. Uh, Offensively, it's like I I think I'm excited. I want to see if, what if they decide to do something with with Odell, if keep him or let him go. I don't know, but I, I would I would want to keep him. I think the potential is there. I think Baker's confident enough now that he knows how this offense works. I think Odell added to it. It's not going to be like how it was two years ago. I think a lot of people look at the offense working better without Odell, and thinking that's like it needs to be like that. I don't think so. I think without Odell, they didn't have a burner, and it it made the offense. Like they didn't throw many deep passes yesterday. That pass to Higgins was the deepest pass they had yesterday. And they did not throw it past 15 yards other than that play. And it made the offense a little predictable and boring and not explosive. And I think they needed a little more of that. And I think that's where they were hurt without Odell. I think it showed up. And and like you said before, like Odell is a cat that wants to win. And I think him getting injured, um, it, it could be a blessing in disguise if you look at the chess game for y'all because he saw how um, what's the word I guess how successful the team was while he was out and they they was just running the ball super heavy so I think now he can slide back yeah. in and be more comfortable with not getting 15 targets a game you know what I'm saying because he knows yeah. what we're doing works I'm going to get my shots I'm going to get my touches and I think he'll be a little bit more patient because of that you feel what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. It, it felt like you come into the season with a new head coach, new staff, new new pl- play calls, new schemes. You got to get all that in. It's COVID. So you got to do that yeah. all over Zoom calls. 
So Stefanski comes in and he's got Jarvis, Odell, Chubb, Hunt, new tight end Hooper getting paid a bunch of money. Njoku's the third tight end. We got to find a way to use him. Okay, you got this new Bryant guy tight end that we drafted. You know, are we going to run it more? Are we going to pass it more? We have weapons everywhere. I think it took them about half the season to figure out their identity. And once they figured it out, their offense was mm-hmm. so good. The second half of the season and Baker played so well. And that's just so those like I thought Baker played yeah, well yesterday. He, did. he played well. Maybe the stats won't show it. He had that bad interception. But other than that, I, I think I thought he played well. And I think he's a quarterback that the Browns could build around. And they know what they can do now with this offense. So that's why, yeah, I think the offense doesn't really need anything. Maybe, maybe pay for some linemen for some depth, like backups. But the defense is like, it's everything. And every Browns fan who pays attention knows that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say right now. I mean, I, I love where the team's headed. Stefanski's great. Baker's great. The running backs are great. The O-line, obviously. If they can keep Callahan the coach, because he's the O-line coach, he obviously did something, because they had like yeah. three pro bowlers yeah. on that line. So that's kind of unheard of. Like, where does how that happened? The Browns had one of the worst O-lines in the NFL last year. Like, how, that, yeah. it's crazy. Position, position coaching is a so, lot yeah. more important than people think. You know what I'm saying? In the NFL. Yeah, and it's one of those things... We, we don't get to really know enough about like those kinds of things. You only get to see the the play calls uh, offensively and defensively. Yeah. And so that's all we can go off of like, Oh, the play calling sucks. And that's the only thing we can say. Well, what if it's cause the receivers coach isn't coaching his guys? Well, you know, like what if that's the, the problem? What if it's not the, the, the coordinator? We never know. Yeah. We only can blame what we see. Yeah. But sure. anyway, we can, uh, we can turn it over. I think, yeah, I I think I got all my thoughts out about the Browns. All right. Fix the defense. Well, with uh with my squad, Bengals bro, time. Bengals time. You know, like I said, our season ended a very long time ago, and uh, <laughs> you saw the the effects of that in my energy and mood on here for a while. You know, what I'm saying probably a few weeks. If it might have been a whole damn month yeah. almost. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I didn't kind of recalibrate or regroup. So. Basically, what we need to do is is really simple. Is is not we don't need to overthink things. We don't need to over. You know, I see a lot of Bengals fans getting excited about uh, Devontae Smith and Chase. Um, what's my man's name? Jamar Chase. These receivers. You know, let's hmm. reunite Joe Burrow. Let's not. You feel me? Let's just not. What if we do this? Let's just. What if we do this? What if we go into free agency? What if we go sign a veteran proven lineman? Uh, a lot of people are saying Joe Thune. That'll be a good from the Patriots. Let's sign him at guard. What if we did that? What if we then went into the draft, set at five, assuming the dude from Oregon falls, Sewell, assuming he falls to us at five, he should. I'm thinking he will. Um, just take him. He's the best lineman in the draft. Let's not overthink it. Take him. He's now our starting left tackle. Dooney is our starting left guard. We can move Jonah Williams to right tackle, who was our starting left tackle last year, right? Our center was okay, Trey Hopkins. Now we just got that one guard spot we got to address, okay? If we do that in one fell swoop, we would have greatly addressed our biggest weakness, right? So that's really the starting point. I think that's extremely simple. I don't think it's that difficult to do. After that, defensive line. It's just the trenches for us, bro. Like, 
I always and I, I've been I've done this my whole life. I'm a I'm a receiver, so I get really excited about position players and these what well, these skill positions better yet. Um, these receivers and these corners and bro, forget all that, bro. The trenches, bro. That got to be the whole thing. Yeah. All right, we got to get better, younger D tackles. Our pass rush was atrocious. It's terrible. It doesn't exist, right? So offensive line, defensive line. All right, I, I haven't really looked at like the defensive line prospects, but like when the second round rolled around in the draft, then I don't know what we're gonna do in free agency. I'm assuming we probably not gonna do that much because we kind of did a lot last year, and all them dudes got hurt like immediately. Like none of them played all year. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be back. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, second round rolled around. I want to take the best uh, interior guy, or the best lineman there, whether offense or defensive. I don't care. Like whoever the best offensive lineman or the best defensive lineman at that point, unless something crazy happened and like some super player from that should have been a first round pick fall at a skill position. At that point, look, we open. Right, you know, what I'm saying? if some Jamar Chase somehow fall in the second round or some stupid, of course we gonna do, we gonna make that happen. Other than that, though, trenches, bro, trenches. Like that's where we gotta build our team, man. Like I watch teams like the the Bills, even before they had uh, Diggs, and kind of how they built everything and how solid of a team they are because of it. And like that's just we just gotta commit to that. You know what I'm saying? We didn't fire our defensive coordinator, which I think is stupid. We did fire um, offensive line coach. We fired a bunch of position coaches. Like we got rid of a bunch of position yeah. coaches, but we did not get rid of Lou Anarumo, our defensive coordinator. So I think that's a mistake. But you know what the hell can I do about it at this point? But that's pretty much yeah. where we at, bro. And it's like the same thing I said about I said this about y'all, the Ravens and the Saints, because I got friends that's fans of all these teams, right? I personally didn't think none of y'all teams was Super Bowl teams this year. I thought all y'all teams was good enough to mess around and win, but I thought y'all had too big of flaws. You feel me? So just kind of recognizing where you at is what I'm is what I'm saying up. Yeah. And for the Bengals, we not even we ain't nowhere on that level. So it doesn't make sense to me to try to go out and think we're gonna solve every single issue we got. Let's just solve our biggest problem first. If we don't do nothing else yeah. this whole offseason and we fix the offensive line, guess what? We are a hundred times better or in a way better position than we was last year. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't trying to win the Super Bowl next year or the year after that. We ain't nowhere close to that window. But we gotta start by protecting Joe Burrow. If we don't do that even after the injury, then that means we ain't never gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's really where I'm at with it. I think it's extremely simple. I don't think I even need to like go that deep into it. Fix the offensive line, bro. It ain't that damn hard. I just gave like a quick, easy roadmap to do it. Sign one or two free agents, like alpha free agents, not no bullshit third string. You know what I'm saying? Like none of that who got potential, but he got hurt. So maybe he had this one year <laughs> in college. Like, nah, bro. Go get a proven lineman. Sign him. Then draft the best lineman in the damn draft. That's two. That's two spots. That's good. And we already got two spots on the line. That's okay. And I think um, Jonah Williams, our left tackle, would be way better at right tackle. He was solid at left tackle. But at right, you know what I'm saying, it's less, less BS to deal with. Let's move him over there. You know. And I think once we do that, bro, we got that one spot to address. Maybe one of the dudes on our team, we could stick him there. 
You know what I'm saying? If not, we can grab somebody in the third, fourth. I don't care. Like, I really don't care how they address it. They just got to address it, man. And we just got to hope that Joe Burrow yeah. come back the same way that he that he left. You know what I'm saying? And um, I know he started his rehab recently. So he in the building. He walking and everything again. So, you know, we'll see how that how that whole process goes. You know? Zach Taylor going to be on From the From a competitive seat, standpoint. Yeah. No, that's true. From from a competitive standpoint, I hope Burrow's back week one. I hope he's ready to go. It'd be really unfortunate if his process goes longer than that. Where I'm at with it is, I hope he's ready week one, but not back. Yeah. Which sounds kind of crazy. I, gotcha. I would rather him be over prepared. Like, you know what I'm saying? Be more than ready. Like, I don't want him to come back. Because, dude, like, what are we what are we rushing? What are we rushing? We in a hurry to get a worse draft pick? The next, the following year, like we next year ain't our year. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying that ain't the year. So if we need yeah. to slow walk Burrow back in, he come back and he's good to go week one. But we say, you know what, we got a bye week and week five, he will come back after that. Cool. You feel what I'm saying? I'm perfectly fine with that. Like that's kind of what I would prefer, so that he's more than ready. I don't want him just like okay, I'm yeah. healthy enough to play, but I really didn't get no snaps in camp. I don't even want to have, want him to have to go out there like that. Now, if anybody can handle it, I think he could handle it. But I just feel like just because he can't handle it don't mean you got to throw everything on him. Just like this year, like to not get a veteran backup quarterback, like stuff like that to me was always stupid. And it's like, sure, he can handle it, but like why make him handle that? You know what I'm saying? Like he shouldn't even have to shoulder all of that at this point, at this early point in his, uh, in his career. So... You know, that, that's kind of how I would prefer them to do it. At the same time, if he's starting with one, am I going to be excited as hell? Of course, obviously. But I would yeah. I would rather delay the gratification in this situation just to make sure he's there for the long term. Because the hell with the first four weeks of the seat. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the next yeah. five, six, seven, eight years. You know what I'm saying? So I'll make that trade off easy. Uh, yeah, I, I completely understand that point of view. It's just worrisome to think that if your coach is on the hot seat, do they make drastic changes that they shouldn't and start Burrow week one because they need to win now or else he's gone? Like that that kind of stuff happens all the time. I've seen it happen way too many times yeah. with my team where they rush the guy in yeah. because they just feel like the ownership is like, you're out if you don't make something happen. So Here's the good news. That's, that's the only thing I'd be worried we about. We really don't fire coaches like that you feel what i'm saying so i'm saying zach is on the hot seat that's the fans saying that the organization uh, haven't sure. said that you know what i'm saying like they might be committed to zach regardless and burrow has come out even after the injury like recently on i think on cowherd's show and just gave zach all the love in the world so with that vote of confidence from your young quarterback I like to think that he's gonna be around at least long enough for burrow to come back like i don't think he's gonna have to rush it you know, so yeah. that's one thing I can say about my franchise that I, I like. But the reason I, I haven't liked it is because I don't think we've gotten the right coach. But when we get a coach, we give him time. We give him time to cook and really turn everything, in, you know, the way he wants. We don't just flip out and fire a dude after eight games. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. 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 It's it's like the opposite of the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Like both to a fault. You guys keep coaches too long. We fire them too fast. Yeah. Both have proven to not work. Well, y'all's y'all's method well, ha has actually worked because you just kept firing coaches until you found the guy. And he was obviously yeah. was the guy early, so you didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was exactly. like, look, bro, in these first ten weeks, we are gonna figure out if he the guy or not. 
And that method to this point has seemed to work. Now, if Zach Taylor turned out to be a, a great coach or even a good coach, then maybe we could say our method is working as well. But to this point, I don't really feel like it's working. Oh, something else I would like for us to do that we won't do. This is like a, a stupid fan theory that's like way out there. I would like to see us hire Marvin Lewis as our general manager. I would love to see it. It's not gonna happen, but I think we should do it. Like I really do. Well, then I gotta ask why. Well, I think he's really good at evaluating talent one. I think he we always had good drives That's when he was there. His biggest flaw and not and then let's back that up even more. He did so much for like the Bengals. He kind of brought the Bengals into like the new NFL because the organization was way behind when he got there. Like cats was eating fast food. You know what I'm saying? Like they have nothing. He did all of that. Everybody in the building loved him. You know what I'm saying? He, and all the fans, we really, we really got love for Marv. His biggest problem was his um, preparation for big games and second half adjustments. He was terrible at those two things, but he was really good at everything else. You know what I'm saying? Which is why we was always competitive. We was always eight and eight, you know what I'm saying? But we just couldn't get yeah. over that hump. So I would like Marv in the building. I just don't want him like on the sidelines. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting uh, because of he's done the most for the organization for for so long with all the playoff appearances and stuff, yeah. even though they didn't win a game. Right. Just that success alone is could warrant that. That's interesting if that happens. It would be. Interesting. But yeah, I understand. I, don't think I mean, that makes more sense now that you say it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you said earlier, because I kind of want to transition into the divisional games. You said earlier that the Ravens, you didn't feel like we're a contender. And I just want to get your thoughts on like they put up three points against the Bills. So what happened there and why like what's going on with that team? Do you think they can ever be really a Super Bowl contender? I think they what's definitely can be a Super Bowl contender. Like they just had before I get into like the the problems that I think was already there, think about the problems that introduced themselves this year. They had all the situation the COVID problems all year. They lost their yeah. they paid Ronnie Stanley and lost him like the next week. Best left tackle in the game for like a run heavy team. So obviously that that took a toll. I think they lost their starting guard as well. I thought all year their defense was overrated. I was like, they blitz like heavy. But like honestly, I've seen their corners get exposed too many times. Like, I know they got these names. They got Marlon Humphrey and uh and Jason Peters. And I think they're Pete really Peters. good, but their safeties, they not like that. You know, and I think it put the corners in, in like a lot of bad situations. So I watched their defense all year. Yeah. And I felt like their starting middle linebacker, what's his name from LSU? Uh, fast, fast guy. I don't know. Oh, I'm so mad. I can't think of a man's name right now. But I, Judon? Not Judon. Judon the dog. No. Judon the edge rusher. I can't think yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think of it. But people know who I'm talking about. The fast linebacker I, I can, from LSU yeah. that they drafted in the first round. I felt like he was not soft. That's not the right word, but he was kind of one of them dudes I noticed. I noticed this playing against us. He was talking crazy. Like he was, he was almost like, I was like, bro, this dude is legit. And then I saw him playing against the Titans. And I was like, where is he? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't exist. Then I saw Derrick Henry run over yeah. him. I saw AJ Brown dragging for seven yards. So I kind of felt like they was more taught defensively this year 
and like they had that defensive reputation. I really think that defense was overrated. Not saying they wasn't good. I don't think they was nearly as good as people thought. Yeah. Lamar gotta continue his development. I've been screaming this since Lamar got drafted. Bro, go see Jordan Palmer in the offseason. Please, please go see him. Look at Josh Allen. Go back and watch Josh Allen in college. Trash. Huge, fast, strong, cannon arm. I thought Josh Allen, I said Josh Allen was going to probably be a bust, and I really thought that. One summer, bro, one summer with Jordan Palmer, the first game I saw Josh Allen play in the NFL, I say, bruh. <laughs> I say, that's not even the same dude. Like, his balance and, like, his footwork on his throws was so much better. Like, it was so much cleaner than it was before. And I think Lamar still got to, like, like, I really like the – I like the sidearm stuff. I like him being able to roll out using his athleticism. But it come a time where he got to be able to sit in the pocket and go one, two, and deliver the throw accurately. And I think his footwork get crazy and his balance get off because he's so athletic, he kind of ready to take off. And then also, I think uh, his indecisiveness is really – it really show in the playoffs because it's a lot of times where he probably should just uh, put that damn foot in the ground and go because you Lamar, you feel me? But he don't. He kind of he hesitate. He sit back there and then he take a sack. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like his decision making yeah. and he young as hell. He's gonna get better at this. But I I feel I really believe go to that damn Jordan Palmer camp, bro. Go go do that, man. It might be out your comfort zone over there, but I, I wish he would do that because I think he'll take steps quicker as a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like he can't throw, but when you talk about like passing, it's more than just the ability to throw the damn ball. You feel what I'm saying? It's better to throw it yeah. accurately on a consistent basis. And you see that his consistency fluctuate with his passing all the time. Sometimes he looks great, sometimes he off and he can't make nothing happen. You feel me? So I really feel like Lamar gotta take that other step. I think J.K. Dobbins is overrated, to be honest. Like I think he's solid. But I really felt like, and I said this during the draft, I was like, bro, why they ain't take Jonathan Taylor? I, I just felt like Jonathan Taylor was a better overall running back. But J.K., he got better over the, throughout the course of the year, to be fair. All right. Um, but I just feel yeah. like he wasn't doing a whole lot to get additional yards. Like, sure, he'll run through the hole. But, like, I saw too many times him get stopped cold. Right? He actually played better in the playoffs, to be fair. But like, you know, I, I just feel like he gotta he gotta continue to take another step. So that and this depth with the offensive line. So I don't know exactly because it's the it's the Ravens. I'm not watching them and breaking them down like it's the Bengals. But when I watch them play, yeah. that's why I picked the Bills. Cause I was just like, it's something missing, like a few things missing, I thought, with Baltimore. You know, and the same thing with y'all. I thought like y'all's defense was definitely gonna hold y'all back. And, you know, it did. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't quite yeah. on that level yet but we do know y'all a legitimate playoff team y'all didn't sneak in the playoffs and get smacked y'all made it y'all made the playoffs yeah. smacked the team a division rival and then played a solid game versus you know every a team that everybody think is the best team in the league including me so you know that's just that's how i think about the ravens and y'all way too early predictions for next season what are the afc north final standings Oh, okay. Way too early. <sighs> All right. Now, these are hopes or what I actually think is going to happen. I, I like to <laughs> yeah, make that distinction, bro. I like to really make that distinction. All right. What I actually Actual. think way too early before anything. Logic. 
right, man. So try to go with logic here. What I think is I have I got the Ravens bouncing back and being number one in the division. I got y'all being second. Okay. All right. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Steelers, bro. Like I don't know because Ben is done, I think, right? Ben is done, right? Am I crazy? I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back. He's at least coming back for a year, I think. All right. I still think the Steelers will edge us because I think they'll def they'll get the the head to head matchups. I don't think we're quite there yet, you know. And I think we'll probably still be last next year. Two, three years down the road, you'll see that start to shift. You might see it start to shift next year, but you know, to think that we're gonna go from from last to to first, I don't really see that happening. And I, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in my team's front office because I think there is a way, like there's a, a route for us to go from last to like second in the division. I think that route exists, but I don't trust my organization yeah. to execute <laughs> properly. You know what I'm saying? So the way they're going to end up executing, yeah. we're still going to be last place next year. You know? I, I can't disagree too much with your order. I think the Browns Ravens, I think that's a toss up to be honest. I think they're both around that. 11 and 5, 12 and 4 yeah. ish kind of record next year, mm-hmm. but their games are tougher. So even though they went 11 and 5 this year, they played a lot of easy teams. You know, yeah. they played the NFC East, yeah. um, some other throwaway teams. You know what I mean? So next year's schedule is a little tougher, but I still think it's like a 12 and 4 type of season for both those teams. Head to head, probably split it. So yeah, I think the Bengals, it'll be interesting to see what every team does. Because the Steelers are getting really old on both sides of the ball. Like their their line on both sides has been their dominant everything. And yeah. they're getting old. A lot of their big time players. Uh Ravens, yeah, like you said, I think the biggest thing is like how much can Lamar develop his consistency yeah. in the pass game? When when he's on and everything's going well, it that's why people thought like Coward said the Ravens yeah. were gonna go undefeated. That's a little ridiculous, obviously, but they did look like a fourteen and two team. Considering how the first few games went, yeah. you're like, geez, if Lamar's on, it's right. unstoppable. But if he's off, then it's, it's like, like the Bills <laughs> yeah, game. Like, unstoppable as hell. Yeah. The, once the, it's scary. It's like crazy how much, that's another thing why I don't like when teams build too much around the quarterback. Like, I really do like what Cleveland's doing with Baker. Like, it doesn't feel like it's like if Baker's off, like they, they can still win if he's For not sure. playing incredible. Whereas if Josh Allen's not playing incredible, I feel like they're beatable. If Lamar's not playing well, I think they're beatable. And obviously the game's around the quarterback. So you can't really get away from that too much. But when the players around the quarterback can really, you know, bring out like the offense more than just the quarterback can, I feel like that's more reliable in my opinion. I don't know. Um, So yeah, way too early AFC North standings. I think 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 you're about right. I think that's... uh, Yeah. Yeah, the the Steelers probably like an eight and eight yeah. type of team. But again, you never know because they could come out and go eleven same and zero. Shit, every year knows? happens. They're, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll do this yeah. again after the um, full off season is over. Like when the season's actually about yeah. to start, and we know what the teams are even going to look like and everything. You know what I'm saying? So other playoff games. So I guess did you watch the Rams yeah. Packers? I fell asleep during. You the fell game. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's yeah. funny? I watched yeah. that game. I don't remember that much. So it was on. I thought I was watching it, but as I sit here and try to recall it, 
I don't I really don't remember a whole lot. But I I mean I did technically watch it, yeah. It it was one of those games as soon as the Packers got up by a touchdown, I was already like zoned out. Like I because I I don't care about the NFC that much. I care about watching good games. Like the Packers and uh the Buccaneers in the NFC championship I'll definitely be excited for. Yeah. But overall, just watching NFC games, it doesn't excite me for whatever reason. Probably because it has nothing to do with where our teams are. Mm. But that game, just like, because the Rams were so limited offensively, I just couldn't get myself to enjoy the game. I obviously was getting excited more for the Browns game the following day and the Ravens-Bills game. But yeah, it was... If we honest, bro... It just wasn't a very great game. The Rams making the playoffs is like the biggest travesty every year because they don't have a quarterback. So it's always, bo- like, I hate watching them. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, bro, I wasn't pulling for them in any game they played because I did not want to watch Jared Goff in the Super Bowl because I knew what was going to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be basically pulling Worst for- Super Bowl appearance by any quarterback. There you go. You know Probably. what I'm saying? And it's like, and then you had him, and then it's the same like Jimmy Garoppolo. And like, people tell me I be hating on these cats I don't really know what cats be looking at. Like, I really don't. Like, when I watch the game, bro, I'm, I have no reason to hate on anybody. Like, any quarterback. Look, I'm just a dude out here watching the game. I'm pulling for entertainment or my team. It's one or the other. Or maybe there's like a player I like and I'm just pulling for him. And that happens a lot, too. But just like yesterday, I was pulling for, sorry, I was pulling for the Chiefs because I'm pulling for football. And the Chiefs are a better team. Like, I knew the Browns was capable of beating them on a, a given day because y'all have a good ass team. Yeah. But at the end of the day, who don't want to see Patrick Mahomes? Like, I want to see Patrick Mahomes, right? And I'm hoping he's fine. I'm assuming yeah. he is. Yeah. I hope so. Too. Same thing with Tampa Bay and the Saints. My boy is a Saints fan and I and my wife is too. And I was like, listen, man, you know, I'm going for Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I'm going for Tampa Bay. And the reason is because I know Brady don't look like he used to look, but Breeze look like Breeze been done for like three years. Like he's done, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's look, I I got so much respect for Breeze, bro. He was one of the coldest quarterback, like regular season quarterbacks that I had the pleasure of watching for years when I was living in Baton Rouge. So, you know, the Saints was on every week. Um, but, yeah. you know, once you watch, bro, I really don't want to see you. Because if I watch you in the Super Bowl, I know exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a, a coach's game offensively, and then, you know, y'all defense. I want to see GOATs. This is what I want to see. I want to see greats. I want to see Brady and Rodgers going at it to get to the Super That's what I signed up for. You know what I'm saying? Then whoever wins out of the old quarterbacks, I want them to go play Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to happen. Um, will I settle for Josh Allen? Yes, but I don't think he's there yet. You feel me? Like, because yeah. if Josh Allen would have, if he had like an MVP and like some other stuff under his belt, and I, you know, but I feel like he just kind of got there too quick. So I'm not quite ready. You know what I'm saying? Now, if he win, he win. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving all the love for that, yeah. but I ain't what I'm pulling for. Like, I'm pulling for the cats who already put in the bank. You know what I'm saying? And I'm ready for them to cash out. Like, that's what I want to see. So. That's what I pulled for. I don't even know what the I, hell you I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either, but now all I want to say is the worst case scenario, Super Bowl is going to be good. You know what I mean? I, I would, a Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, uh, Tom Brady, Super Bowl is not the worst thing in the world. Cause it's not. Josh Allen makes plays every game that it's worth watching. Like he's, 
he entertains me and I had no interest in watching the Bills. Like every time yeah. they were on and he would make plays, I'd be like, wow, this that was is, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And serious, we've man. seen Mahomes, but yeah, I mean, Mahomes, I think the best case scenario, I, I want Brady to make it, but Mahomes, Rodgers. That's the best it, case just scenario. Like that, it's like, it's almost too perfect. Because Rodgers is whole, still playing uh, at State Farm level. and everything. Unlike, unlike Brady. Like yeah. Brady's still playing pretty good. For, it, it, great for a 43-year-old, but Rodgers is still playing yeah. like Rodgers, you know. Yeah. I think the I think that offense for the Packers is much more entertaining to watch. Like yes. if you just watch like like watching Devontae's one one on ones and like what they use, how they use him. Yeah. And just how the the way that Rodgers throws the ball, it's just so it's spectacular to watch. I think that's why I couldn't even watch the Rams game seriously because it's like I knew the Packers were going to score when they had to, and I knew the Rams couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess we could go over our predictions for AFC NFC championships. I mean, okay. Do you what do you think is going to happen if Mahomes plays? You think they're going to yes. beat the Bills? You think it'll be handily, or do you think no, it'll I think be it'll close? Be, I think what, it'll be relatively close. I think it'll be relatively. I respect the Bills, bro. I think yeah. they got a lot over there. I just think at the end of the day, I ain't never seen nothing like Patrick. And Josh Allen is great. I never seen nothing like Patrick Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like yeah. with the way they all they got their offense clicking, they'll have Clyde Edwards back. They'll have um, damn whoever else it was that was out. They'll have them back, and hopefully they'll have Mahomes back. I think they'll take it. You know what I'm saying? I just think it's the team is too much. I think they're too much, bro. For the Bills to have, they run the most cheesy Madden offense. It is. It's a cheesy Dude, Madden. Like, it the, really is. They run four verticals constantly. It's like the t- you play against them and they line up Tyree Kill at running back and they run jet sweeps and stuff and you're like quitting. <laughs> you're like rage quitting because it's like but the most who stupid, don't want to watch like, real life Madden? Like I got bored with watching like Madden because we all was been exploiting the game for years, but to see like the dude yeah. that you've been creating. This whole time, you've been creating this dude since you was eight on the game. Like, he actually exists now. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to see. And he going for, like, a different type of history. Because people are already saying he one of the best quarterbacks ever. And he got one Super Bowl. Yeah. So, he going for something greater than what, like, Josh Allen, you know, you go get you a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, whatever. Patrick Mahomes, he need to go get, like, four or five of these. Right? He on, like, a bigger yeah. mission right now. You know what I'm saying? So, that's that's something that's incredibly entertaining. I always like watching greatness, bro. Like I know a lot of people like the, and I think they actually do like watching it too. But they like to like kind of hate on like whoever like the best person is at the time in whatever sport. But yeah, I'm here for it, man. That's really what I signed up for. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm pulling for the Chiefs, and I also think they got the better team. I think they're gonna win. Yeah. No, I I think anything any matchup. Like I said, it's going to be entertaining in the Super Bowl because you have just high flying, like, like great quarterbacks, like offenses, high octane, and everything. Yep. I I just thought about this while you were talking. Mm-hmm. They're, they're saying Pat Mahomes is already one of the all time greats, and it's purely based on his talent. Yeah. So what determines like if if you're in an argument like is it is it about like longevity and how much accolades you have as a as a quarterback? Or is it about your talent level and what you could have done at your absolute peak ability? I think it's complex. You know what I mean? Like, complex. Where does that argument go? It's complex, right? So Mahomes is there not only because, of, like, he's got talent that we've never seen. But then he also already, at what, 25, has an MVP, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP already, 
right? So that put him on yeah. a different type of trajectory. Whereas generally speaking, when we see the uber talented cats come in the league, they don't have the things that, the things Patrick Mahomes have is, he have a certain amount of humility that a lot of cats don't have. Like, bro, can you imagine, like most quarterbacks, if they was that damn good, bro, they talking crazy on Twitter, like crazy. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to do interviews. They late for the meeting. They gonna already think they're it. But Patrick Mahomes act like, like his his demeanor is that of like just a happy-go-lucky kid, you know what I'm saying? But he a killer, like you see it in his eyes when it get real. And it's like, there's nothing really better to watch than that. So people are saying that, yeah, based on his talent, sure, and some of the crazy plays that he can make, but he already have done things that if you look at people like, okay, let's look at like a Brett Favre. Brett Favre is all-time great. He got one Super Bowl. Do you have an MVP? One MVP uh, yeah. or two? Yeah, I think so one. So he already got that. Like, not only is his talent level much higher, and we could clearly see that, he already got, like, your career achievements, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on his yeah. shelf. And he's just, like, he's still going. And if you look at Brady and them playing today, 43, if Patrick Mahomes played till he's 40 years old, bro, that means he got 15 more years. All right, like and he already got a Super Bowl and already got an MVP. He got 15 more years to stack up. Yeah, like for the, for him to go down as the greatest quarterback ever is not far fetched at all. Like it's actually very likely that he will. You know what I'm saying? Barring injuries, like please don't get hurt. Yeah, you know it's funny when you were saying Madden created player for a second, I thought you meant Tyreek Hill <laughs> because as a kid, it's like yes, I made the crazy yeah. amazing quarterback. But to make the 99 speed, 99 agility, 99 acceleration, 99 yeah. elusiveness, yeah, that guy. Okay, so you have both <laughs> those dudes. You have the cheesiest Madden receiver you could ever have and the cheesiest yep. Madden quarterback. And some it's other so cheesy ridiculous. Madden, like, free, that 98 speed dude you got out the free agency, that's a 68 overall. But when you put him on this team, yeah. Yeah, he's like true. a beast, like McCole Hartman and all them cats, bro. So it's... It's literally like a YouTuber built this team. Okay, let's get all the guys who run four twos. I don't care how good they are catching. We'll just run jet sweeps and crosser routes. And uh, we'll get a guy with 99 throw power. And then we'll get a tight end who's better. Than, like, I forgot, they have the best I tight end in the game. about him. Best tight end in the game. That's so. Th- that's another thing. So you're talking about legacy and everything. And he's already got these accomplishments. But on the other side of it, if you were going to be, if you were going to argue against it, and I'm just making the argument for the for the case of just saying it. He's got one of the greatest coaches of all time offensively, and he's got some of the best weapons mm-hmm. that it's unbelievable. Yep. He's got like the arguably the best receiving tight end of this generation. Mm-hmm. He's got the fastest, most cheesiest receiver ever. Uh, you know, foot like his foot speed is unparalleled. I don't know if there's a guy faster than him mm-hmm. in the history of the NFL. Like mm-hmm. you just look at how much separation he can get on guys who run four threes. It's unbelievable. And then all the extra guys, Sammy Watkins is like a, a just a throwaway name almost. Like he's a footnote in that offense. And he could be arguably number one in other places. And then yeah, the running backs are great. Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell is literally like the eighth guy you mentioned almost. And mm-hmm. he was the all pro running back two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago. So you look at all these weapons. Does Mahomes need a season where he wins it with like a bunch of Joe Schmoes to no. kind of prove how talented he is? Because 
it's when you have all the talent, you like you were talking about Rodgers. Rodgers has never had this level of talent around him Agreed. and coaching like yep. Mahomes has. Yep. So how much does that play into the factor of like the legacy aspect of it? Well, you know what I mean? Let's look like at that, this. That's just if, an interesting that's the case, way to think about it. Who are you going to make the argument for? Brady? Brady. Okay, yeah. great. When Brady was in New I'll England. I'd make the argument for Brady. What happened every time he went out? Their defense was great. Every time he got hurt, the backup uh, came in and was just as good. Every time. They was going to let, like, it was winning 11 games with the backup. And that never hurt Brady's argument to be the GOAT, right? So we saw what that team was with year. him. Well, again, the team is like half of the people opted out. Like it's a completely different team. But yeah, the I actual know. teams that he was on, when you removed him, they still won with the backup quarterback every single time. And all them dudes got deals. Like all them backups uh, got paid that was behind Brady. You see what I'm saying? And then I can even look at I can look at Joe, I can look at Baker. Look at the talent around Baker. It's ridiculous. And yeah. he's not doing what Mahomes doing. He's winning, but yeah. you know he's man, he pretty much managing the game. He's not winning MVPs and still being like the man on the team. And just um, he's he's more like okay, I got all this talent. I'm gonna just manage it. Mahomes like all right, cool. I got all this talent. I'm gonna raise that talent even more. Right? Kelsey was always cold, but he he better with with Mahomes. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Would probably just be like a fast. He he always would be a beast, but Tyreek Hill wouldn't be doing what he was doing if he didn't have Mahomes, bro. Like if he if Chad Henney was his quarterback, uh, he'd be catching that little two yard. Like that's what he would be doing and pissed off pushing the damn coach. Did you see that? You saw him push the coach. Yeah, I I didn't understand that, bro. And they showed like the replay. That. I was like, you wanted Chad Henney to make that throw? He ran a post corner like fifty yards down the damn field and had like this much space. I'm like, bro, you Patrick Mahomes not out there right now. Okay, you playing with a regular quarterback like that? You're not open for a regular quarterback. Like people can't make that throw. You know what I'm saying? So to me, none of that, none of that don't matter, bro. I don't think so. And not to mention, I think uh, Mahomes will outlast because he's a quarterback. He's gonna outlast those dudes anyway, and so he's gonna have an opportunity to prove that he is that dude. And I think, I think he will. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's gonna win a Super Bowl, Dude, but he's still gonna be successful. At the end of the day, I think legacy aside for any of those guys, just this offense, however long it lasts, the core, uh, Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, yeah, uh, and then a couple of those other fast receivers, however long that core can stay together, I think we'll look back and it's going to be like the Golden State of the NFL. Yeah. You just, like the, the just like so ridiculously overpowered. I don't think there's any comparison in the history of the NFL even. Like there's been some great offenses. And, you know, Brady had his years where he threw for 50 touchdowns and, you know, Manning had that crazy year in Denver. But it's like those are like one year, you know, yeah, one or two years, whereas it feels like as long as they can keep these guys, there's no adjustments that you can make defensively to possibly keep up. There's, you know, Tyreek Hill, as long as he can keep his unbelievable speed, that's always going to cause issues. And if Kelsey can remain at the level he's at. Or just not get too much worse. Yeah. It's like just those two options. It's like you have like every level of depth in the field that you can attack with those guys. It's just so, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. It's so frustrating to watch as a fan because like watching that game, the Browns Chiefs game, 
the whole time I'm just going, man, I feel like they could run a jet sweep to Hardman or Hill every play. Yeah. And I don't know what the Browns could do because if they don't respect that or if they don't let them have that, they will burn them easily. And it's just so it was it's crazy. And I want to give how good they are. I want to give Tyreek Hill some love real quick too because something that he has that I don't feel most fast athletes have is durability. I know he's had a few injuries, but one of the injuries was like a shoulder. It wasn't even like lower body. But like to be that fast, like yeah. most dudes that's that damn fast and kind of small. Yeah. I mean, he's not small, but he's short. You know what I'm saying? Just that yeah. body type. It seems like they always hurt. Like they're hardly ever able to actually rev their engine all the way up. Like you know they fast, but you're only going to see the speed, what, yeah. a few times a year that they can actually open up without getting hurt. And he just does it like yeah. all the damn time. He does time. every game. Not only Multiple is he fast, times. but he quick. His acceleration is crazy. His his vertical leap is ridiculous. Like I've seen him a couple of times. Yeah. In fact, that one on Denzel Ward, that terrible pass from Chad Henney, I thought. <laughs> he just goes up like he's 6'5". And I'm like, bruh. So, that was perfect coverage, too. <laughs> And that was as good a coverage on that play. Even as you from the got. from the the position there originally, and from the like the swipe after he made the catch. So even after he had it in his hand, Denzel Ward is like the most hatingest. Oh, I hate Denzel Ward. He, he's he's a great DB because he come he's still hating trying to knock the ball out your hand. And I seen him do that to AJ Green like fifty times, and it worked. But with Tyreek, yeah. he caught that thing, security snatched it, strong hands. Even after the great coverage, I made this great catch. You still not gonna knock it out of my hand after the play. I'm gonna finish the damn play. And so, yeah, man, yeah. Tyreek is, dude. The fact that you said that it made me realize that's easily the most underrated part of his game. Because yes, he's fast, and yes, he can catch surprisingly well and run routes well and make those contested catches. But fast guys get hurt because the way their bodies are built. Yeah. It's just how it happens. Sprinters tear hamstrings. Yep. That's just how it works. Like, did I remember when I told you um, that player who got like an IV at halftime every game of his career? He was some uh, fast receiver, Galloway, Joey Galloway. You didn't tell me. Did I tell you that? I I thought I told you that. Joey Galloway, one of his teammates, said he got an IV at halftime every single game. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I would have definitely remembered that. And it's, and Galloway was one of those speedy 4 3 guys. Yeah. And it's very common for very explosive athletes to get cramps. That's yep. just the way it goes. So it's like when players constantly get cramps and players are like, how is this possible? They have like all this, these people on the sidelines. It's like, it doesn't matter how much, uh, you know, water you have in your body or electrolytes or whatever you want to say. It's like you burn through it so fast um, at, when you're that explosive. It's because yeah. it's, a, it's a totally different system that you're using. You only have so much of it stored up. You only can right. work out so hard for you, you go in a game and you run routes as hard as you possibly can. There's only so many times you can do that yeah. before your body's like, all right, bro, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. So the fact that Tyreek Hill can run a post corner or a post route or a drag route or whatever route or streak, I don't even know how many times a game, 10, 15, 20 times a game at full speed. And still have the energy to run that fast in the fourth quarter and not cramp up and not be dead. Yeah, it, It's like your boy uh, Ross. He breaks yeah. the combine record and he pulls his hamstring in the race. That is the most iconic sprinting moment in the history of the NFL. 
he breaks the record, but he pulls his hamstring. That is the most sprinter thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The fast guys get hurt because of the way their bodies are built. That's why, you know, you look at Jarvis Landry and Odell. Mm. Jarvis is slow. He's like a four seven speed. He's not going to beat you over the top. He's not special that way. Yeah, slow He's played muscle. every game he possibly can. He missed one game. He's of played his career, every single right? NFL game because because that of COVID. Because yes. of COVID this year, yeah, that's insane, yes. bro. He had never missed a game before yep. that. Odell has been out multiple times. He's much more explosive. Yep. That's just the nature and reality of receivers, like Jerry Rice and Larry Fitzgerald. What's the the thing yep. about both of them? Durable but they're yep. not that fast. Like yep. they weren't burners. So if you're looking for guys who are reliable and will last a long time, it's not speed guys. So that'll be interesting to see if Tyreek Hill can keep that up. Bro, if he's he can in the league like eight, nine Whatever years. he's How doing he up. In the league? No, he hasn't been in that long. He's been in four or four five? Or five years. Bro, I swear maybe. he's been around forever. 2016, I think was the year okay. he got drafted. I remember because I made a video one of my first videos on my channel, it was like five rookies that came out of nowhere. And it was Tyree yeah. kill was one of them. Cause he was yeah. a fifth round pick that, and, and he was just so good. He was mostly a return specialist yeah. his first year, but yeah, though his development is going to be one of the greatest. It's right up there with Mahomes. Like Mahomes is special. He's going to get, he's going to get everything. He's going to get uh, all the talking points, but Tyree kills story. And the fact that he's gotten to this point and how yeah. much they use him. For him being a like a primarily a speed guy, it's crazy, I agree. man. I agree. One A and it's one something B. that I always I always notice because I always talk about that, like how explosive cats get hurt. You know what I'm saying? And how I think I think we have, might have had that conversation on here before, and I was talking about like I always used to think it was funny, like the um like the slow twitch super fundamental athlete and then i always thought it was just so much better to be this crazy freak of nature but as i've gotten older it became very clear to me there's like these slow twitch cats they just they just never go away like yeah he run a four seven but he run a four seven every damn play for 10 years whereas you run a four two but you run a four two twice a year you know what I'm saying? The other, the rest of the yeah. year, you either hurt or you, you know, you you're protecting yourself by not opening up fully, and so yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a damn sports car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's a it's a Mercedes. Yeah, it's a speed. You can yeah, you can get up to a hundred real quick, but parts go out quick, like. It's just the nature of how it's built. Yeah, it's not practical. Um, not practical at all. That's going just thinking about it. Well, I'm, I just want to say it. That's why I've always been worried about Lamar. Because even though he's held up really well so far in his career, it's all it's always in the back of my mind. Every time he runs and he doesn't slide in time and he gets hit, every time he like has to go for a clutch third down and he gets lit up, I just hold my breath for a second because every guy before him has gotten hurt at some point. You know, it, yeah. it's like it just never fails with explosive athletes, especially yeah. at quarterback. And if you lose that explosiveness, like if Lamar gets hurt to the point where he's playing but he can't run. Like you said, if he if he's inconsistent passing, they'll eat him up. It's over. Yeah. It's it's uh it's the it, I cheer for Lamar Jackson because I want him to break that. Kind of like Tyreek Hill's doing. I want yeah. him to be able to to have the longevity of some of the other quarterbacks and get the most out of his athleticism because it's so fun to watch. It's equally yeah. as fun to watch as watching Mahomes for different reasons. So yeah, as a fan of the game and just seeing greatness, I I hope that he's able to, to keep going. 
I want to see know. teams with, do a better job athletes. at like progressing these dudes. And you know, I say teams, maybe these guys themselves, I guess, have to take a bigger, you know what I'm saying? Because if you look at basketball, if you look at Jordan, like look at Jordan's progression from super athletic to mid post beast, right? Look at LeBron. Yeah. Like they play completely different. A lot of people don't even, I don't think they really notice it as much. But like their games today are completely different, but it happens slow. And what what you see a lot of times with like these super athletic quarterbacks, they break the damn quarterback rush record one year, and then the next year they want to sit in the damn pocket and never run. It's like that ain't really what you need to do. You taper off. You see what I'm saying? It's a gradual process. It's gonna happen over the course of years before you just become like a pocket passer first. But you go from being a yeah eighty percent run and twenty percent pass to seventy percent run, thirty percent. You slowly do. I don't know exactly how you do this, but like this is what needs yeah. to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that, and so yeah. hopefully Lamar understands that and make the necessary adjustments. Man, I think he will. He's a smart dude, bro. And he he seemed real committed to to his craft. I think he's gonna make it happen. I I feel like professional sports is in your 20s, you get the most out of your body. And in your 30s, you get the most out of what you can do with your mind and like overcoming the now limitations of what you can't do. Right. Right. And the greats that make it to their 30s and even 40s, like the reason Jerry Rice is so great, in my opinion, is that he was still statistically dominating at such an old age at the time, especially. Yeah. compared to guys of the past. Like there's so many guys who were so great until they turned 30, 31. Yep. Okay. 32. Maybe there was a guy who made it to 35, but he's at 40 and he's still having thousand yard seasons and making big time plays when it matters. Yeah. And to, that longevity is so ridiculous because unless you're an athlete, it, it's even hard for me to say that cause I'm so young, but just from my learning and understanding of watching athletes mm-hmm. and watching regression, like obviously probably LeBron's the greatest story of the 21st century athlete because of how much he's still getting out of his body at the yeah. age he's at considering yeah. he's never had a major injury. Yeah. It's incredible. It, it's it's easily the most impressive part of his game even as dominant as he's been and oh, for carrying sure. Cleveland to the finals. Like all that's all that's great, but the fact that he's never really gotten hurt and he's still performing and he's like transformed his body and he still looks great for his yeah. age. Like who, who knows how long he can keep this up and it's right. only going to get crazier. Like the longer he can keep it up, the more amazing it is. Yeah. It's just, and it's I think just cool it's going to get, I think it's going to get like kind of to a crazy point because if you think about it, unless he's unwilling to accept this, but if you think about it, like a lot of players, they'll age and they'll have their role drastically reduced, but they're still effective players and they'll have moments. Right. LeBron ain't even to that point yet. He's 36 and he's still like, <laughs> arguably the best player in the league like at 36 so at 40 if he's you know just a role player on his team if you're on a stack lakers team and he's just like the third fourth option like he can still be doing this bro <laughs> like you know what i'm saying but like not to the same level and he'll be averaging 10 points and seven assists and six rebounds instead of 26 points but like hell he'll still be a damn good starter on a damn good team, like breaking hella yeah. records and potentially compete for championships. So yeah, that's crazy. It's incredible, man. I love, I just love th- this aspect of sports. It's something yeah. as I get older that I just appreciate so much more because 
as a kid, I'm like, if my team wins or lose, like every win or loss is like heartbreaking or the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But now there's this whole new perspective where I can appreciate so much more than just my team winning or losing. Yeah, for sure. And that's what makes it like a year round thing where I can, I can turn on a game and just appreciate it. I can turn on a soccer game and have no ties to any team. And if I can get into the right mindset, I can just appreciate what those athletes are doing. That's really all I can think about because I don't enjoy soccer. So when I watch it, that's all I can think about. It. Yeah. He's not getting tired yet. He just ran up and down the field 15 yeah. times and nobody scored. Like, he's just, he's just running. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro. Yeah. That's tough. That's, uh, yeah, if you really want to appreciate how much stamina athletes have you go up and down the court a few times in a pickup basketball game yeah. when you're out of shape and you'll realize real quickly <laughs> how crazy that is but one thing i never can find though like in soccer like and like i always take this from them a little bit because i can't relate and it's they're so damn small so i'm like how much i know they play a role I'm like, I don't see no 200 pounder. No. Well, like not so a single one. I only know a little bit because my roommate was a soccer player. Well, he used to play it and he pays attention more to that kind of thing. Defenders in soccer don't run as much because they kind of stay in their, their quarter of the field and they will tend to be bigger. So if midfielders are 5'9, 150, they get up to like 6'1, 6'2, the freaks, and they'll be like 180 to, to 200. 65. 180? That's pretty those are the those big. are the freaks. Those are like the uh, Manchester United Goalies. starting center back, like yeah. beast, and they don't run as much. They're not like midfielders yeah. and stuff. I don't really want to get into a soccer conversation. I just I'm just trying to just explain yeah, the biomechanics to. a little bit. And look, anyway, let's take a quick quick five. I'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. You ready? Yep. All right, I'm turning back on. Okay, I'm ready to transition to something I want to ask you. Go ahead. So, so have you heard about? I know you probably have. I'm just not on Twitter, so I don't. I don't know. But college football revamped NCAA 14. Uh, have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. I sure have. So just like the whole, you know, they take the game and now they have all the new logos in there, HD men, like uh, HD graphics, new menus, new interfaces, all that. Yep. And they're working on getting the playoff in the game. Yep. Have you heard about that, dude? Uh, yeah. I, we got to talk about that for a minute because okay. I didn't hear about this at all until about three or four days ago, and I'm I'm just like, okay, I'm excited. Let me tell I, you, I've been losing my mind. Let me about tell it. you where I'm at with it. Go so. ahead. Nobody knows this, but I actually had the earlier version of this. I had it for okay. probably a couple of months now. But with that one, all of the logos wasn't in. Like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't finished. It was like a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? So I was already kind of on it. And then, like, when I started hearing everybody like, giving it a name and everything. But it's it's called that on my little file I got to on my PC. So they was already calling it that. But, like, now they got all of the stuff. So I am excited about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited about it, like, but I, I'm not sure yet how I'm going to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's I think it's dope, bro. It's pretty cool, like what the just a community of people can do and the fact that they could they can make this happen for like not making a single dollar, but EA could not yeah. do this. If it, it kind of like pisses me off a little bit just thinking about that, because it's like, bro, it could have like Fix the damn game up and put it back out. But the fact that the computer, the community, and the took it in their own hands and they doing it, I think is fire. 
So yeah, I'm gonna probably give me a little dynasty I, going. You know what I'm saying? Just a little offline, some low key. Can you play online dynasty? Is that a thing in it or or no? <sighs> the the emulator has a uh, it's got a setting for it, but I haven't tried it, so I don't know. I don't know if it actually works. It it has me curious because I'm I've been thinking about this for a while, yeah. and I haven't announced anything, and I haven't started to work on it yet. But I'm I, I'm tempted to to kind of start like a streaming channel and do NCAA 14 like a like a rebuild type of dynasty. And I know me yeah. and you did this in the past. Uh, we kind of tried to do it, and we literally I think we played each other once, and that was yeah. it. We played yeah, one yeah. game into it, and then we didn't play. Yeah. And I think it's just really hard to get into a game that I've played so many times. Yeah. But with it being revamped, and especially with the potential of the playoff coming into it and into play and everything. Just the new look of it. I think I can get into it again. And I think the streaming aspect of it could be really fun. So I don't know if we would do that again or, or try that again now with like, a, like streaming concept and idea. Maybe. It's something but I'm just thinking about. This is how I think about NCAA content, right? I've streamed it before for like you know, a long period of time. And I've also made videos for a long period of time. The videos are so much better but they're so much harder to make. Like it takes so much more time and effort to do it. And like, you gotta have, and you know, th there's no real return there anymore. So it's just like, you pretty much just doing this in your free time. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it gets hard to keep it up. Like at first you motivated cause you're having a great time. But when it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When you are tired and you kind of don't feel like making like it, it gets tough. So I'm not sure, bro. Like I'm really not sure. But I, I know I want to get back into it, but do I want to get into it where I'm like, I just play through it and I record it and then eventually just make a series and put that out on my leisure. You feel what I'm saying? So where I can play the game whenever I want yeah. or do I want to put myself on another schedule? Like, and I, I don't want to be on the schedule, bro. And I also don't want to, you know, you streaming, you need to be on the schedule for it to be effective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you need to go live at a certain yeah, time. Yeah, I understand you can't that. Just pop up. So that's that's what I'm struggling with over here. Here's also what I'm thinking about, and I'm I'm curious to see people's opinions. So if you're listening to this point in the podcast, comment your thoughts on it. I think it'd be so cool. Like so, what Tree did, he streamed his reaction to the Steelers yeah. game, and you know, there's some other YouTubers kind of doing that with their teams. I really yeah. want to do that. I just, I feel like the integrity of KTO, my YouTube channel, I just, I feel like it's not, it's like what you said before. It's not really in the, it's not really what your channel's about. So to make it like, oh, here's my bangles and my reactions. Oh, but then here's like, it's, it doesn't feel right. So I kind of want to start this separate YouTube channel where I, sh in the off season, I'm doing this NCAA dynasty and stuff like that. And maybe there's like a, like a talk show type of thing where it's like, instead of doing live stream sports therapy, like this is more of like this, we have like a live show, like, okay, reacting to the draft and stuff like that. It, like at least like solo for me, like that's my thoughts and potentially like doing it with other people. Um, and then eventually it builds up to the point where the season comes around and then I'm streaming during Brown's games specifically and my reaction to it. That that way it's like built up like a base a little bit of people who like like watching the, the live dynasty and and the other talk shows during throughout the off season. So then it's like, it has its own personality and it's not necessarily just my channel. That, that's kind of where my thoughts are with that. I want to do I something like that with that idea. 
And I guess since we're talking about it, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there since we kind of on that other channel thing. I've been, yeah. so I've been cooking over here uh, because I'm, I'm planning to do a, um, I'm basically gonna just revamp one of my other channels, uh, channel I've been doing most of my music and stuff on. I probably got like 20,000 subscribers yeah. over there or something. So, <clears throat> you know, do you ever watch any of like the self-improvement channels? Matt Diavella, uh, yeah. Better Ideas. You, yeah. You've seen those videos. I really want to do a channel like that. You know what I'm saying? Before I kind of tiptoed into it, but I didn't really want to put in a time to make the videos what they need to be. I just feel like I got a lot of stuff that I could, um, as I'm trying to, I'm kind of on my self-improvement journey, which I'm always on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of content, a lot of stuff I could share and stuff that I give like my friends and like the people that I know, but like, I think I could make some dope content around it. And there's a, a perspective, kind of a voice that is really missing from that that niche on YouTube. I feel like I could feel it. So I've been cooking that like idea in my head for a minute. Like I've got like my um, topics. I probably got like 20 topics and stuff that I want to do and put together. So I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking I'm going to try out once the, the house, once the move and everything is done. And um, I know where I'm going to be filming and everything. So, and I can kind of incorporate a little bit, just a drop, like for B-roll really, of like my gym stuff. Because, you know, I'm building my gym and my crib and all of that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of where I've been at with it as far as like the extra content and like the gaming stuff. I I don't really see me going like full-fledged with more gaming content creation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like that ship is probably sell for me. And I've had the, I get the urge relatively often where I want to do it, but like I know myself and I've tried to do it a couple of times. And when I don't stick with something, it really pisses me off. Cause like I, you know, I don't like selling people on something like, yo, I'm about to go do this. And I got this and boom, boom, boom. That's why I'm taking a lot yeah. more time to map out this other idea before I say anything. And it's sports therapy, so that may or may not happen, right? This the other channel I'm talking about. But it's just yeah. something that I've been cooking up in my brain. And before I even drop it, I'll make sure I got three, four videos done. Because there's no I'm not on the yeah. schedule. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where I've been at with it, man. And I just I don't want to start like the gaming thing and not finish it. Cause I've done that shit yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. I, I totally understand. And I think that channel you're talking about would be dope. I think that's right up your alley. Yeah. I think that's something just how you talk and the way you like to, 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 to go about things. Yeah. I think it's, it's something, something that you should do. You've already got a lot of ideas yeah. and it's away from the whole sports thing. Yeah. And it's a whole new, it's a whole new project. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Appreciate it. Man. So the, the gaming thing for me is something that my YouTube whole journey back in the day started with gaming and I never made it. And I've always looked at streaming as something I would like to do because it's so much different than my personality on my YouTube channel on KTO yeah. because my KTO is more of like a, I am like a producer of like a show and I want it to come off a certain way because I want it to be entertaining to casual viewers of who, who are like kind of into football. Yep. That's kind of the, the a crowd I'm approaching. Um, and it's not really about me. So, a uh, streaming channel would be more about like my personality coming out while I'm playing the game and having fun with it. And it's something I never did. Like I've never had success with and I've always wanted to do it. So even if I only do it for a little while, I think I need to do it. It's like a bucket list thing. Yeah. Where yeah. if I never do it, I'll never be ha happy that I didn't. I you know what I mean? Because I'll probably get to the point 
I'll probably get to the point where who knows if I'll like gaming in the in the future. I'll probably always play, but I don't know how hardcore I'll be going into the future. I don't I don't know. Like it could be in my future, could not be. It yeah. currently is right now, so I feel like I should use it in a way that I've always wanted to. And that's that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with it. I feel you. Yeah. I um like another thing like thought that I have is like I game it's not like I don't game. I game a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Less than yeah. I used to. But I probably game three, four times a week. I'm putting in probably about two or three hours at a time of gaming. Kinda not right now because it ain't nothing for me to play. But you know what I'm saying? I game a yeah. lot. But like I found that kind of keeping it separate has has been pretty good for me. Cause it's just uh, it's just like a little hobby for me, bro. And I ain't gotta worry about doing too good, which I never cared about on NCAA. If I'm playing NCAA, I don't care anyway. I'm just playing the way I play. Yeah. But like on shooters and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Cause I've thought, bro, it's been so many times I've been going crazy on the game. I'm like, bro, I should be making videos on this. I should be streaming this. And then like, if someone will come back in my head, like, shut up, <laughs> like just play the fucking game, <laughs> enjoy yeah. everything. Don't have to be content. You know what I'm saying? And like, I had to draw that yeah. damn line with myself. Like, bro, play. Like, you don't have to be working all the time. Just play the fucking game. Talk some shit with your friends, and you know, just let that be what it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of where I've been at with it. But I understand what you're saying because, like you said. You started your journey out with that and you never really got that off the ground now you got the audience and it just makes sense you know what i'm saying it makes sense to go that route and see you know what that hold for you you know what i'm saying like what it's like to be a streamer because you hadn't you really hadn't lived that part of it right like you hadn't really been yeah i so i think you should definitely i streamed for a little bit but yeah 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 uh, there was before my YouTube channel popped off, it was NBA 2K16 and 17, and I never had more than 20 viewers, you know? Yeah. And it was never consistent. It was just like doing it on PS4's streaming yeah, yeah. thing. But I actually want to take it serious where it looks good, have a green screen behind me, high quality Damn. camera, high quality stuff. Like there's fun ideas I want to do, like having, uh, you know, bells ring on third That's down. That's actually pretty exciting. And bro. stuff. It's exciting to me that you're it, doing something new. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need it. Like, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. It's making, it's it's what you're talking about with doing something new with your other channel, yeah. self-improvement. I always found myself as an entertainer, but it, it doesn't come off always the same. Like my reaction to the Steelers game, I was in a certain mindset and I try to write a script for it. But then it's like, okay, well here, let's tinker this part. Oh, what if I show this? Okay, let's tinker this part. Oh, I'll come back to the script tomorrow, see how it looks. Okay, let's start editing. Uh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it's five days later and my emotions are yeah. totally different. And so the first part of the video is me like in a certain mood. And then the end of the video is me in a totally different mood. And it just doesn't get that reactionary side of me that's like I find is could be yeah, interesting. Yeah. And so a, a live stream is much more likely to be able to, to get that, that like instant yeah. reaction and get that more of my personality side that I want to display whether or not people love it or like this sucks. Like I, it, that part doesn't even matter to me. It's just doing something that I want to do and uh, having fun with it, you. you know? So yeah. 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 And while, while I'm thinking about it, I, cause I got about 15 minutes left <clears> on yeah. the camera. We, we should talk about where this show is headed with like the off season coming up. Cause we've kind of talked about it yeah. off camera. And so, 
what are, what are so your basic, thoughts on that? We're kind of basically. On the, go ahead. Sorry. Um, the way I'm seeing it, and you know, we'll we'll talk this out. This ain't like set in stone, but the way I'm seeing it is every week on every week through Super Bowl, right? Once the Super Bowl ends, we'll do that following Monday. You know what I'm saying? You got to react to the damn Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then after that, we'll probably take a bit of a hiatus. And like the new season, I guess, won't technically start until the next year starts, until the next football season starts. But we'll be back for shows in between, shows around the draft, maybe preseason stuff, just depending on how the offseason goes and if it's something exciting that we want to talk about. You feel what I'm saying? Maybe ducking in. So essentially, the season, the sports therapy season would end after the Super Bowl show, right? So the Super Bowl that happened will be one more show that'll technically be the season finale. And then we'll bring it back next year. So we'll kind of have an off season the same way football does, or the same way the NFL does. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. I, yeah. Agreed? No, I, I think that's, we're on the same page. Okay. Um, we're, we don't know. I also would want to know what people think and, get like their thoughts of how the show's gone so far with yeah you know the weekly show we kind of have the way we've done it just kind of going uh we started with kind of topics but we've kind of evolved into, into just talking and i know some people like that and i'd also like to hear what other people thought about just like how it's gone what they liked about it what they didn't like about it so we can kind of look at that as we sure. go into this off season we could come back in season two with adjustments made you know what i'm saying Yes. Yeah. So I guess that's the the good way to end talking about that is just people's likes and dislikes. Like, what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. Hit us in the comments, man. Mm-hmm. Let us know um, what you like about the show this this season. Um, what do you think we can improve on? What do you think should definitely stay or definitely stick so we understand, so we're not changing stuff that y'all rock with and that we are changing stuff that y'all don't rock with. So... And with that, cool. I guess we'll go ahead and end it, man. I think this is Sports Therapy episode 19. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, you know Rolling what I'm saying? In. Almost at 20. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. We ain't really playing a number, but like, yeah, <laughs> here we go. So anyway, man, I um, hope y'all enjoyed it. If y'all did, don't forget, bro, click the thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or any of the other uh, podcasting apps make sure you leave us a rating that help the show continue to grow other than that i'll let y'all in the next one peace peace